Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to Awaken, a show in which we dive into some expansive conversations to assist you in your ascension process. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy, a community of awakened leaders who are coming together to ascend together. On Awaken, I invite on some of the most interesting teachers that I've come across on my path in the space of spiritual growth and personal transformation who join us to share with us their wisdom and their experience to help you ascend your consciousness and actualize your highest purpose and potential. But this is just the beginning because if you're looking to go deeper and see the importance in coming together with other like-hearted souls in the intention of, well, ascending together, well, then I invite you to check us out at the Ascend Academy. As an activated member of the Academy, you'll get access to live classes and events happening every single month, many with some of the teachers that we have on our show, who you'll get the chance to interact with and learn from live as well as from, of course, our fellow senders. You'll also get access to our growing library of masterclasses all on Ascension-related content. And if you're curious, but you're not yet ready to commit, we now do offer a free membership to our platform, as well as a 30-day free trial for our activated one. So if you're hearing the call to unite and you are ready to accelerate your process, I invite you to head on over to academy.togetherreascend.com to activate your membership and become a part of our community. But now let's dive into another episode of Awaken. This one is with Andre Vissan. Andre Vissan is an expert of the Dream Spell Calendar, which has been inspired by the Mind Calendar. And I've had her on the podcast before. She joined me for episode 57. And in that episode, we opened up a conversation that, well, in this one, we're about to take deeper. Because in this episode, Andra's here to support us in evolving our understanding of what time really is. So that we, too, can evolve our consciousness. You're about to hear Andra share about how society's dominating concept of a linear time is limiting us and how the Gregorian calendar, the calendar that is most widely used in our world today, is in fact keeping us from being in harmony with nature and with ourselves as well as from living in a higher state of consciousness. I know that the idea of our calendar being broken and needing to be changed might seem far-fetched to some, but that just speaks to how deeply embedded this is in our collective consciousness 
And in this conversation, you're about to hear how evolving beyond this may be a, a central piece to our ascension process. Now, pointing out a problem doesn't do us much good if a solution isn't provided. But fortunately, Andra is also here to share with us an alternative that, quite frankly, I'm starting to believe isn't just a better one, but is also bringing to us an essential piece to humanity's evolution. And so you're going to be invited into this more expanded perspective and be provided with guidance around how you can begin to apply this understanding while still operating in the modern world today so that you yourself can begin to step into these higher states of awareness and continue to lead our collective in the shift that we're in the midst of. Ascenders, this is my conversation with Andra Vizen. Andre, I want to thank you for, for joining me again for what I know is going to be an amazing conversation. It, it always is with you. Thank you. Thank you also for the invitation. It's a, a joy to be here. So here's where I want to kick things off. Um, you, without knowing it, have set me on a journey, um, actually. And perhaps it's uh, it's best shared as a, a remembrance because mm -hmm. as you know we um we had this podcast originally scheduled to to record last week mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think how much of a different vantage point I am having this conversation with you now than I would have if we had it last week and a large part of that you don't know this is because in preparing for our conversation and looking into more of your content, um, you got me thinking about a few things. You got me thinking about my relationship with time. Mm. You see, I've, um, to sum up, have been on both ends of the extreme. Using that calendar to the T um, with every little thing kind of plugged in there with not a single gap in between, just, you know, um, scheduled to the team. And then I've gone off in the other direction of complete flow. I'm not going to look at the calendar. I'm just going to trust my intuition and whatever I want to do in the moment, I'm going to do that. Um, after looking into your content and just kind of considering how I've been interacting with time and thinking about time, um, it somewhat inspired me to to lessen my my attachment, my grip to to how I have been being. Mm. Um, while I haven't been so far off in the direction of scheduling everything to T, I've been a little bit attached to this needs to happen at this time. This is what happens at this time. Um, and even in just the last week of kind of letting go of that a little bit. Uh-huh. I feel so much more at peace. I feel mm. so much more at ease. Um, I feel like I'm being more present with the moment and allowing for just spontaneous magic to, to take place. Um, and I got to say, I've been enjoying it. So thank you for, for supporting me in this remembrance. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I felt like that was the best place to, to start. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, um, your 
your understanding of time is is beyond what most concepts most people's concept of time is uh, so i'm just gonna be very general here what is time well this is actually a question that i love asking at the beginning of my workshops because everybody gives a different answer like there's no um recipe for explaining time even scientists have a hard time defining time um i actually remember reading a very beautiful book by um carlo robelli i think that's how you pronounce the name uh, an italian physicist who uh wrote a book uh the order of time and he speaks very beautifully and poetically about this uh concept of time and how we interact with it how we relate to it because in the end time is something very personal you know we cannot define time in the way it is measured nowadays you know with the ticking of the clock and the blocks in our calendar and stuff like that it's beyond those things um and time being something internal that we perceive through our inner world, we can kind of say that time is the dimension of our minds. You know, this is where it happens within the neurons inside our brain. Um, the notion of past is actually recorded inside of our brain. And we use those past experiences to kind of like try to make a sense of our present, to try to plan our future. But Again, it's something inside of us that we perceive based on our level of awareness. Because, for example, in this very busy uh, society that we live in, where we don't even have time for ourselves, we're always running, we're always doing things, this keeps us in a state of alertness. And this way, time has a completely different flow compared to if we were, let's say, living in nature, like, you know, the indigenous tribes do. They have a totally different perception about time. But because we're in this fast-paced rhythm, everything is, you know, progressing in this fast-paced rhythm that we don't really comprehend what is going on inside of us. Um, and I love this fact that, you know, for different people in the same space, let's say in a classroom, like I'm sure we've all experienced this when we're at school. Let's say I have a hard time with math and maybe my colleague just loves math. For him, that hour of, you know, learning about mathematics is going to be like, you know, a flash. And he's going to be like, oh, I want more information. But for me, because I'm not such a big fan of math, it would be a very slow paced hour and I keep looking at the clock and minutes would turn to hours and things like that. Um, and also something very interesting is that the more we slow down, the more time expands, you know, and I've, I've played a lot with this perception of time in these last years, especially since working with the calendar. I feel like I'm in this timelessness space where it's very hard for me to, you know, um, like, you know, something that might have happened last week. Maybe I feel it's happened like a month ago because so many things went in between that middle of those days, you know, and it's just it's a concept that is based on um you know, what's happening inside our being. It's not something based on the things that we do. 
even though the things that we do add to the uh, momentum where we feel like we're running out of time. I feel like this is one of the, um, how should I call it? One of the things that is weighing us down as human beings that we don't have time to do anything. We barely have time to take care of our being, to take care of ourselves. And the moment we slow down, just like you said, and we take some things off our doing list and we add a being list, like this is a concept that I've actually connected with um, recently because I can be quite um, a workaholic as well. And for a long period of my life, I had like a long to-do list and I had to check all those things because that's how I would base myself worth based on the things that I would accomplish and do during a day. Um, and in a conversation with a friend of mine, she spoke about this being list and I was like, oh, wow, what is that? I need to <laughs> learn more about this being list because it sounds good. This is something that I need to integrate. So actually, um, in these last months, I've started to focus on this being list as well, although I don't necessarily write it all down but I set the intention that okay today I need to take time to be in this busy doing schedule um and I think that I feel like this is something that we really need to start integrating for the benefit of our being because it's so easy to overwork ourselves and to get lost in this carousel of time is money you know like this is the paradigm of our society you don't need to waste time because you're wasting resources, you're being an unproductive member of society and things like that. So mm -hmm. going back to this beingness, I feel is another part of going back to our connection with nature, because nature just is, you know, there's no to do list for nature, it just flows. Um, and in my own experience, as I start focusing on being, this also helps me center myself and, you know, find that stillness in order to be able to, um, let's say, be more creative in a sense in my doing list as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's kind of like finding that balance inside of ourselves between the doing and always running after things and always you know, creating things and just taking those moments to pause and breathe and reset and do things kind of like, well, doing things that don't have an end, you know, like a goal that we need to tick off our list, doing things that just bring joy to our soul, like, I don't know, singing, dancing, meditating, doing yoga and things like that. Um, so this is, it's funny because you shared this at the beginning, because this has been my journey for the last months a lot, which is interesting because, you know, I'm here talking about these concepts of time and things. And I found myself falling into this narrative of, you know, I have this concept that time is infinite and time, the way we perceive it is an illusion, but I still fell into this overproductiveness of society and I had to kind of like get myself out of it and say, hey, wait, what are you doing? You need to realign with these things that you actually mm -hmm. believe in. And this, you know, was kind of like um, a reminder, if you will, of the 
programs that are operating unconsciously within us. And even if I consciously believe some certain things, I need to first unprogram all of that load of unconsciousness that we have been swimming in for the last hundreds of years as a society. Um, mm. So, yeah. And just to be clear, what are the programs there that you feel um, are embedded in our collective consciousness that aren't serving us? Well, related to what we're talking now, yeah. this whole time is money, I think is one big program that we need to let go of. The whole... Um, uh, the need to be productive, the need to always do things in order to be a, um, how should I say, a functional member of the society, a worthy member of the society. Um, and, well, the list would be very long with all of these unconscious programs. The notion that time is linear, the notion that we are disconnected from nature, the notion that um, it's okay to take and take resources from nature and not think of the consequences, uh, the program that we are separated from one another, the... Um, the concept that, you know, our worth is based on the things that we produce. And I think I can go on and on because there's a lot of them, but I would say that these are kind of like the main ones specifically re regarding to the conversation we just started. Yeah. So, yeah. I see a, a lot of those, um, a lot of those programs that you've shared, you, you say it and it's, it's quite clear that they're, they're programs that don't serve us, right. Our, our disconnection with, with, nature and each other even mm -hmm. um, I don't think many yet see because I'm only beginning to starting to see this again thanks to you um, how our perception of time and the calendar is actually at the root of that can you speak to that a little bit um yeah sure well it's this whole idea that um the Gregorian calendar is a very um disharmonious and artificial calendar that takes in no consideration the natural cycles. You know, it's not based on the lunar cycles. It's not based on the seasons. It's not based on the solstices or equinoxes. It's just, you know, a calendar that started off with the Roman Empire. Its predecessor is the Julian calendar. And the day of the 1st of January, when the new year begins, um, that was the day when Rome would collect the taxes, you know, that was the origin for the first day of the year. So I feel like this is that baseline for how we function mentally, in a sense, because the calendar that we use used to be related to taxes. And, you know, money and taxes are is something that is a big part of our life currently as a society where, you know, just a few hundred years ago, like in certain parts of the world, there wasn't any concept of paying taxes, paying taxes to who, you know, there's that um, image of planet earth seen from afar. And it's the question written above, like, who are, who do, who are we paying for our right to live on this planet? Who owns this planet in the end? Um, so 
this is kind of like the foundation on which the calendar is built. And not only that, <clears throat> it's it's very disharmonious structure does something to our mind because, for example, in nature, everything is in perfect harmony. And so are the cycles of the seasons. So are the cycles of the moon, the cycle of day and night. It follows this very beautiful, harmonious progression where if we would just live in nature by looking at the night sky, by looking at how the sun moves through the daytime sky, we get a feeling of where we are in that year. You know, what uh, time of the year it is, what month it is, what season it is, and also looking at our environment. So nowadays we are so, and plus the fact that we are living in cities with big buildings and we cannot even see the sky anymore. I, 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 I sometimes get this feeling of, um, being suffocated when I'm walking mm. down the streets in the city. It's kind of like a cage. It's kind of like a cage. Exactly. It's kind of like a cage. You cannot see the sky. When I walk outside and I see the moon because it's just at the right angle, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I'm seeing the moon tonight. How awesome. Um, and, you know, compared to when I spend some time in nature and I'm in a wide open space, I see the sun moving the stars. It's like a completely different feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, being in this caged environment and living with this time frame that disconnects us from these harmonious cycles affects our mind in a way that we cannot really understand because time being the dimension of our mind, being something internal, how we perceive time influences how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world, how we perceive one another and the relationship that we have with our environments. Um, so because of all of this, having a calendar that disconnects us from the cycles of nature this means that we end up disconnecting from ourselves, you know, in this process. And this creates so much inner unbalance and chaos inside of our being that we don't even understand what's going on because, you know, nobody actually talks to us about these things. I mean, in my opinion, this is something that, you know, we should be having conversations with children at a young age, for example, you know, time and how we perceive time. What is time? What are we related to time? Um, this, I feel, would change a lot of the paradigm the moment, the, the moment people start seeing time not as linear, but as something that is cyclical. And this is what I really appreciate about the Dream Spell calendar. It is, in my opinion, the tool for training our mind to think in cycles, within cycles, smaller and bigger. And as we open up our mind to this, it expands our consciousness on a level that we cannot really understand. We can only feel it as we start to experience it. It's hard to put into words because I feel that it's beyond words, beyond the limitation of words. Um, and as we progress in this process of opening our minds to these endless cycles, we start 
expanding our awareness of ourselves as well, because our own being is going through these endless, endless cycles. Like in a day, we can experience so many different cycles of our own being in a month, in a year. We go through, um, you know, thinking of the cycles of nature, for example, how we have winter, spring, summer, autumn, which is kind of like a transition from death to rebirth to flowering and then death again. We can go through these cycles on a regular basis, even within a day, like I said, you know, and it's really interesting when you start observing these things through this lens. Um, and I'm always really excited when somebody that I, uh, you know, had a session with, with the calendar or that participated in a workshop that started writing to me about, you know, how they start feeling that their mind is entering a different frequency, a different perception of themselves and the world. And it's, you know, really beautiful to see this. And I've noticed on my own being how, deeply it's changed me um opening up my mind to all of these different units of time and you know the minds were actually an incredibly advanced society simply through the fact that they had 17 18 calendars that they use simultaneously and you know just the Tolkien calendar which is their sacred galactic calendar of 260 days that calendar has a bunch of cycles within itself so you know taking that and then other 17 calendars it's amazing to be able to hold within our being so many different frequencies and units of time this is why you know i have like a deep admiration and respect for this culture because what they've done is absolutely amazing from this point of view and they're um, incredible knowledge of not only the cycles happening on this planet, but also the cycles happening within our solar system. Um, so yeah. I'm hearing you, Sharon. I feel myself opening up to this more expanded awareness and perception of time. Mm. I think as you've shared, it's kind of an experiential thing that as you begin to deprogram some of the programs that we we spoke to, um and you start to to just kind of stay a little bit more open to this um mm -hmm. you feel that ex that that shift in consciousness in your being um, mm -hmm. i think largely at the root of this is this shift between at least from what i'm feeling the shift from this this linear concept of time to to this more cyclical like time is is happening in cycles mm -hmm. um, but still there's this this gripping onto and i'm sure i'm i'm not experiencing this alone to this idea that you know there's still moments happening after moments that in a, a bigger picture is creating this string of moments that happen in our, our concept of time so I think where my attachment lies and again probably speaking for many is this wanting to make the most of my time um you know, having having a a vision that that I want to to bring into to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. Things I want to do in the world and and an impact that I want to have. And yes. in order for me to do it, um, the concept, at least the program, is well, the more time I spend taking actions towards that, right? The the more progress I'm going to to make. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we bring this this upgraded awareness and understanding? Um, what does that upgraded perspective have to say to me wanting to be as productive as I can be? I don't feel like it contradicts this because I totally resonate with what you're describing, this uh, higher calling that people have, the desire to kind of like change something in this world, you know, and this can make us really, you know, it makes us push on and having very high expectations from ourselves, like, no, we should be the one to do all the work because people are sleeping and we need to help them in this process. So it adds a lot of inner pressure, but I feel like it's still connected to what we were talking in the beginning about finding that balance because Mm. yes, there's like, I love being a productive person. I actually feel very good when uh, I accomplished this. I've reached my goal. I've manifested this, you know. Uh, but then it's, you know, taking those times to be, to breathe, to reset, to be nature, to simply tune into our inner world because it is... um like we were talking a very fast paced rhythm that we're living in, which can actually be very destructive, even physically, like, you know, stress, for example, is one of the major causes of disease. And people who are always being overly productive are constantly stressed. I I used to feel this in my body all the time, like this feeling that I need to do more, I need to do more. And then I would have like these moments of being where I'm like, Andra, you know, you're like 30 years old. You've already done so many things throughout your life. Like, chill, take a break, you know, relax a little bit. Because, you know, it's not up to one person to change the world in that sense. It's more like a collective effort, the way I see it. And each person adds a brick to this um, the foundation of a new beginning that we are all building together. So it's okay for, you know, some of us to pause and reset. I feel like it's vital. And the more time has passed, the more I've come to appreciate this. If we would have had this conversation maybe two years ago, I would have been like, yeah, you know, time is an illusion, but I need to be productive. (laughs) So further down the road, as I've started to... I started to feel a little bit anxious because of all of this endless productivity that I was pushing myself towards and you know in the relationship that I'm in my partner he is um he's very connected to being you know and it really helped me come into this frequency of wait I'm actually a workaholic right now and this isn't beneficial for me Um, it's creating all sorts of tensions inside of my body and mental tensions as well so I was fortunate to be able to attune to his frequency as well and get into this whole beingness more Um, so to answer your question it's always about balance I feel like Mm -hmm. with anything in life really it's and the interesting thing about this balance thing is that um, it's not it's not one of those things that you reach the end of balancing you know doing and being and then it's done it's a continuous process and we might have moments where we fall again into that productivity depending on what we're doing in a specific time but then taking those times to 
be and reset and just breathe. Yeah. And I also want to acknowledge that what that balance looks like in any given moment of time or chapter in our life um, might might actually change. We might find ourselves in um, phases where we want to spend a little bit more time in that, that being energy and same to go to, to that more doing. Um, so I think yeah, you touched on some super, super important things, right? Because um, here we are kind of um, playing head on against the, the concept of time that many hold. Um, but I don't think the idea is to fully let go of this, this wanting to, to be productive and make the most of our time, so to speak. Definitely not. I mean, you know, thinking about a time before the um, existence of the Gregorian calendar and things like that, people were productive even then as well. You know, like it's not something that contradicts this need, this, this human need to be a part of this world and I feel like doing and producing things and creating art and building stuff this is part of who we are as humans this is how we express ourselves how we manifest some of the wisdom that we carry within and share it with the world um mm -hmm. so it's an important part of who we are we cannot just I mean like some people can definitely stay in this beingness for prolonged periods of time but um I feel that, you know, again, it's part of who we are as humans, this desire to be a part of the world and share who we are. And it's something very beautiful as well. If we do it from a place of um, inner peace and mm -hmm. calmness and not out, not from the desire to uh, prove ourselves or from this desire to accumulate more wealth and more things. No, it's like, okay, why are you, why are we being productive in the end? You know, I think that's one of the key questions that we need to ask ourselves. Are we being productive because I, I need to get in line with the rhythm of society or am I being productive because I want to accumulate more wealth? Am I being productive because I want to prove something to someone that I'm a worthy member of society? Or am I being productive because this is me doing something that I love doing and sharing that with the rest of the world? So, yeah. Knowing why we're doing it, as well as another thing you touched on is really feeling how we're feeling through that because mm -hmm. as you've shared there right you've had that chapter of wanting to be productive um, and enjoying that there's there's a part of us that loves the feeling of getting things done and creating yeah. and 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 making things happen um, but then you notice that there was that anxiousness feeling that was mm -hmm. happening beneath and leaning into the the being supported you in relieving that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I think we can we can all probably relate to yeah there's one thing here um okay so I think we can we can all agree right there's there's that the desire to to create to express ourselves and and to to have a positive impact right and and mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone uh, practically listening to the show uh can can relate to that now, what I'm trying to still figure out within myself, um, just just in my own relationship to, to productivity and time, um, is how to use, or should I even use, something like a calendar and a schedule um, to support that? So 
I'm a fan of uh, structure. Like I love writing down a list of the things I need to accomplish within a day. Let's say I set the intention of I'm writing down these things. So I'm still applying that. So this is based on how I deal with this. Um, but I have allowed myself to be much more flexible with the mm. to-do list in the sense that before I used to, you know, like write down what I have to do in a day and then I would go above and beyond to try to accomplish all of those things. Now it's more so like, you know, I write down what I would like to do during that week, the things that I would like to accomplish. And then it's like, okay, I didn't accomplish this today, but you know, tomorrow is a day as well. So I'm trying to not add a pressure, a mental pressure to the schedule that I'm, or my to-do list, you know, to the schedule that I have for myself in that frame of time. Um, and I feel like that's, uh, that has helped me relax a little bit more and has allowed me to find that flow between doing and being mm -hmm. and not being hard on myself whenever I don't accomplish the things that I set out to accomplish in a week, knowing that, you know, it's okay. Like this is okay as well. The fact that I've taken time for myself, like, you know, one of the reasons that we didn't um, have the this recording earlier was because I was really honoring my body's need for rest. Like sometimes I have periods where even if I have like a super long to-do list scheduled for that week, I feel all of a sudden my body and my mood just going inward. We as women, fortunately, through our monthly cycles, we can access this a little easier um, like for me, the first uh, week of my uh, menstrual cycle is always dedicated to tuning into the body and really listening and feeling, okay, how do I want to interact with the outside world in this week? Um, and usually, if I am after a really productive phase uh, in the weeks building up to the beginning of my menstrual cycle, in that week, my body is like shutting down and it's like, nope, you just need to take it slow. And what's interesting is that in my workaholic phase, I, I wouldn't listen to the body. I would be like, oh, I'm not really in the mood to do anything today, but I'm going to do it because I need to do all the things in my to-do list. Um, so I feel like listening to how my body's talking to me in the different cycles that I go through, um, again, has been a resource for me to really tune into the body and be like, okay, what do you need in this yeah. cycle, in this beginning of the cycle? Um, like I said, we women are a little bit more fortunate through, sometimes actually the body doesn't give us a choice. And that's mm. when we really need to pay attention. Uh, mm -hmm. I've had experiences where at the beginning of my monthly cycle, it would be like total shutdown, sitting in the bed and not really wanting to interact with anything and anyone. And again, in the beginning, I was trying to fight that. But now mm -hmm. it's more so, okay, I'm going to honor what my body needs at this moment. Um, so, yeah. Do you ever feel like the to-dos and the the preconceived intense intentions and decisions that we've set um, do you ever feel like that distracts us from tuning into what body and even soul is calling for 
Definitely, definitely. I feel that it does. Uh, I've noticed this in myself, how I would just push myself to accomplish all the things in my to-do list and really this made me ignore the body. Um, so the moment that we fall more into that beingness, we have no choice but to attune to the body as well or vice versa. The moment we actually start paying attention to the body, I feel like this helps us ease into the beingness. Uh, mm -hmm. We as humans, I feel that we're very disconnected from our physical body. It's it's kind of like this contrast of we are super identified with the physical body and this vessel, but we're in the same time extremely mm -hmm. disconnected from it. Because mm -hmm. if we were, we would change our lifestyle. We couldn't live in this, you know, working five hours a week from nine to six and then crashing in the weekends because we're so low on energy and things like that. We couldn't function if we would actually listen to the body. Um, you know, sometimes I joke around with friends that I don't think I would be able to get a job in that sense with the way that I've started to tune into my body because, you know, maybe I have a job and one day I just don't feel like going to the office because today my body is asking me to slow down. I think that goes without saying that I wouldn't stay in that job for a very long time because of this. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I feel that the moment we start attuning to the body, this op also opens the door for us to attune with the soul as well, mm -hmm. the body mm -hmm. being the vessel for the soul and the body having this incredible wisdom and uh, language that actually helps us connect with the soul and understand what the soul is trying to communicate to us. This is why, you know, I, um, th there was this saying in a documentary, I don't remember who said it, but it's kind of like we're not living longer, we're just dying slower because of the fact that we are ignoring the needs of our body and mm -hmm. all of the messages it's trying to send to us. And lately, I've been meeting a lot of young people my age, you know, like in their 30s that have all sorts of illnesses like chronic illnesses things that in our parents' generation they would come a little bit later but nowadays people are so stressed because of this fast-paced rhythm where we don't we we cannot afford the luxury to tune into the body because if we were like i said we we wouldn't have a place in society and in our job and things like that so I feel like this is why it's really essential to start tuning into the body. And if, you, like I said, I feel this opens a doorway for us to move even beyond the body. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned there kind of, you know, the, the structure of the, the nine to five job and, mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel like that's a, a entirely different conversation altogether for those that are within it. Um, you and I are fortunate enough to to not be in it by the sounds of it. Um, 
as well as I, I feel like a lot of people, at least in, in my field, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of people making the transition to, mm-hmm. to not being constrained to, to that sort of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to kind of speak to, to that audience as well as just my own genuine curiosity because I'm in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I agree that sometimes the, our, our mental concepts um, and ideas for for what needs to be done and how much we want to accomplish can distract us from from tuning into to this and body and soul and what is wanted um, from from a higher perspective. Um, and that's why it's felt so great for me to kind of let go a little bit, as I was talking about earlier, let go a little bit of those those attachments. I still am pretty like structured in my intentions like here's what I want to get done for the day but just for the last week let's say I've been less like rigid um less rigid in this is when it needs to get done and even less rigid and it has to get done um which is very unlike me um, I can't help but wonder in how much relief I'm feeling in my being and how much more relaxing it's feeling um I can't help but wonder could it be possible that if I were to just strip away all of that and just focus entirely on tuning in to self, tuning into body, tuning into soul, and making my decisions in alignment with, with my own inner guidance, could I be just as productive in my intentions and my aims by, by simplifying it to, to that practice? I believe so. Um I feel like the more we take the time to tune in to ourselves, this has um, repercussions on how we interact with the world, how we do things, how we go about our day. And in my own experiences, the more I started to, you know, take the time and not move in this, um, not run on the treadmill, so to say, this has helped me be more clear more focused mentally more um more clear on the direction that i want to go with a specific project that i'm doing um more clear about um how i can achieve a certain goal on my to-do list um even more creative i do feel that this tuning into myself is helping me you know tune in more with my creativity with my resourcefulness as well and just bringing in a sense of calmness that again it's about why we're being productive and when we're being productive from that state of there's nothing to run after i'm not being productive because i'm running after something i'm being productive because this feels good for me to do and i want to accomplish these things it changes. Uh, and, you know, today being a yellow sun day, this is actually what this archetype of the yellow sun is about, asking us to take things slow and to enjoy simply being and realizing that the only thing to do is to bring more of ourselves to the world, more of our essence, to allow more of our light to shine And as we tune in, this is what naturally happens. More of who we are comes to the surface and it gets imprinted into everything that we are doing, which just makes what we're doing that much more beautiful, that much more 
um, impactful on the people that we that on the people that are receiving the gifts that we are sharing. The word impactful dropped in for me precisely at the same time as you. When we're acting from that place of pure presence and inspiration, I find that that's the most powerful action we can we can actually take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still can't help but wonder. I might play around with it just uh, yeah. to experience it with myself. How much letting go of the the preconceived decisions and intentions uh, might support me in more consistently expressing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's something else uh, I know I want to touch on, but I want to just check in with if I'm ready for it. Okay, I think I know where I want to go. Um, so speaking to someone like myself that that's fortunate enough to have aligned with um, with a lot of support with the circumstances of of just kind of being free, um, yeah. free in how I spend my time, free from a a job that I have to report to, um, like quite literally because of my circumstances, I can I can spend my time how I want to spend it. Um, so someone like me that, of course, still again has big dreams that I want to <laughs> fulfill, um, but has that freedom. How do you? Su- what's your suggestion for for say my transition in being less? I feel resonant with this idea of the Gregorian calendar being at the root of disharmony, mm-hmm. um, and. To the point of like, I, I'm opening up to the idea of that someday I'm not going to use that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, would you agree that getting to that point is is best for us in humanity? Definitely. Like this is, you know, part of my work and part of what I'm talking to people. Sometimes um, I actually don't know the day in the Gregorian calendar. I'm on the dream spell frequency and I have to calculate what day is it in, well, Actually, it's easy because I can just check the phone. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what date it is. Let me think about the date in the dream spell calendar. And then I can tell you what's in the Gregorian, you know. So I really do feel that um, this is something that we can totally exclude from our lives, the Gregorian calendar, and actually bring forth as a society this harmonious calendar, which allows us to be aligned with the natural world all around us and with our own inner being um so yeah definitely i really hope and believe in a future where we are all aligned to this frequency of this harmonious calendar because this is really going to the way i see it i feel that it's going to be an opening for a very big shift to start happening because you know think about it if everybody's attuned to the harmonious frequency of this calendar system or you know in the end it's about any calendar system that is aligned to the cycles of nature but you know mm-hmm. the dream still being the tool that i chose to work with this is the one that i'm going to be talking about so imagine like all the collective of this planet being attuned to this harmonious calendar, how it's going to open up our consciousness and our minds and our perceptions about the world and one another. Like I've really noticed some incredible shifts in people that have been consistent in this work of real of 
yeah, realigning with the frequency of nature, because this is what it's about through this calendar. Um, so I really hope that at one point it's going to, uh, the Gregorian calendar is going to be a forgotten memory in our collective on this planet <laughs> so that we yeah. can indeed be part of nature, not separated from it. Um, and I think you wanted to like continue with another question. <laughs> yeah, I do. But now you've also opened up another one. Um I just want to share that the the feeling that I get when when I hear you speak to this um, as being a, a fairly intuitive individual um, to me that's just a sign to to pay attention because I can feel myself just like open up and expand it like there, there's something happening in this being that's saying like pay attention um, so before we talk about how to make this transition or and there's a reason why I use the word transition transition mm -hmm. um, Let's first sell them on the benefits. You you mentioned you've you've experienced some or seen some amazing shifts in in others even. Um, so it's one thing I think to speak to to the benefits we've experienced in ourselves, and I would love to hear about that as well. Um, but maybe even tying into that, the um, what what sort of shifts you've you've seen in not just yourself but other people um, from from aligning with a, a more harmonious um, calendar. Um. Well, the first main one that I've seen in other people and in myself is this um, expansion of the way my mind works. What I was saying about the whole cycles within cycles that this calendar has that really, it, it, it makes us be able to observe things happening on very many different levels you know, when we can hold different units of time in our consciousness. And this makes us pay much more attention uh, to what is happening inside of us and how things in our inner world shift in this cyclical rhythm. Um, and also, um, people tend to tune in more because this is how I kind of like um, present people to start working with this calendar. In the beginning, it's all about observing, tuning in, see how a specific day interacts with you, how um, the frequency of a specific archetype interacts with you. So it's kind of like an introspective process, simply starting to follow this calendar mm -hmm. if you're doing it properly, so to say, because it's not just about, you know, learning how it works. It's about how it interacts with you because the mm -hmm. magic is it interacts differently with everybody. Um, obviously there are similarities and they're like each of the 20 archetypes of the dream spell calendar have um, specific themes, but each person can access different themes because it's like a really complex um archetypal image that they carry um you know it's not just defined by one quality or one specific aspect it's like a bunch of them and because mm -hmm. of this each of us based on the level of awareness that we have based on the shadows that we're still working on the unconscious programs that we are trying to deprogram ourselves from we're all going to interact differently with the calendar and i feel like this is part of the magic because it's it really helps us tune into what is going on within what is happening in my life mm -hmm. in my being in my body in my consciousness and how can i 
align more with myself by learning how to understand all of these different cycles and all of these different archetypal constructs that interact with us. Um, and also, it's like we begin to understand ourselves more deeply as we start attuning to the dream spell calendar and we start following the energy of each day because it's like a fountain of resources and knowledge and wisdom like I cannot even begin to describe how much I have changed who I am as an individual and how my mind works how I see the world how I see other people um it's it's kind of like giving me um, a much deeper understanding of the world I live in and the different cycles that people go through. I am mm -hmm. able to now observe the cycles that a person is in based on, you know, how I interact with all of these energies. And I can be like, I know where you are and I feel <laughs> where you are and, you know, it's okay. And it's part of a transition and a process that we're going through. Plus, synchronicity becomes you know, just like the nature of our reality when we start tuning into this calendar, because it gives us a new language that we can use to be able to see synchronicity on a much deeper level. Um, it has been a joy for me to be on this journey and to observe how the more a person is aligned with their soul, the more they are aligned to the dream spell calendar and they have no aware of it. they're not aware of it they don't even know about the dream spell calendar and it's always that excitement for me to be able to point out these things like hey you know these things that we were just talking and all the things that you are doing you're super in alignment with this galactic calendar and you know synchronicity the way i see it is something that starts to unfold the moment we begin connecting with who we really are and we strip away the layers of this artificial matrix that we're living in and we start pulling over the veil and looking what is beyond it and that's when synchronicity starts to enter into our lives um so yeah these are some of the things that i've been observing uh, in people around me and also it changes how you well for me anyway it's been very interesting to see how it changes how i interact with people because well i've kind of dedicated a, a big portion of my time and uh in these last years to learning how all of the different archetypes of the calendar work what are their light and shadow aspects um and then i am able to look at people and see them through this lens which helps me to let's say not take things so personally and not make it about mm. me because I can kind of like see where that person is on their journey and you know we have a tendency as human beings to make it all about us like if somebody does something to us you know it's about us but it's actually about where the person is on their journey and it has been very healing for me to be able to see things from this perspective, not to see them from, oh, I'm a victim of this person and they're horrible and things. No, they're just on their journey and through this transition from the, the shadow into the light, which is one of the philosophies behind this calendar, each um, archetype. And I feel, I feel like this is also where I should mention that each of us, based on the day we're born, we're 
more sensitive to certain archetypes that manifest internally mm-hmm. and they have light and shadow aspects and we kind of plunge into the shadow because of the way society functions and the fact that we're not supported to be our beautiful shining self we're pressured into becoming who others want us to become and that's when the Mm -hmm. shadow gets created so we're kind of all of us on this journey of um transitioning from the shadow aspects into the light and I feel like this again is a lot about balance um Mm -hmm. I don't really trust people who say things like I'm healed. I have integrated my shadow. I have obliviated my ego and I'm like just this perfect individual and I have nothing to work on. I'm always cautious when I hear something like this from an individual because I feel like this is, you know, um, a constant journey of balancing. It's like a dance, the dance of the yin and yang that happens internally. And it's not like the shadow goes away and it just disappears, you know, because it's the balance of daytime and nighttime. It's the balance Mm -hmm. between the two that sets things in motion. And I feel like this is a process that we go through as individuals, finding that balance between becoming aware of the shadow and knowing it's there and knowing how to kind of keep it in check and transmute it into the light aspects of our being in this process. Uh, I feel like I've kind of like gone on a completely different direction since the question you last asked, but it's okay. It all matters. It all matters. Um, Okay. So a lot of what you're sharing is um, it's um, intellectual and in, in its understanding and i mm-hmm. i can see how your your study of the calendar has supported you in in your process how applying your your knowledge around it has supported you in your process um, is there a um a degree to which we can use the calendar let's say for someone that may not want to devote as much time to or isn't feeling as called to, to devote as much time to the the intellectual understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a kind of level to it where we can still use it to to attune to well to harmony and to nature and to ourselves without necessarily going as deep into mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the knowledge? Definitely. I mean, like it's simply following it and taking the time to pay attention to how each energy, I mean, like, it's not something, okay, uh, yes, intellectually, we can understand the different archetypes in this way based on a list of characteristics. But something Mm -hmm. that I always tell people at the workshops that I do is, after you receive this information from me, forget everything, and then find your own way of Mm -hmm. adding meaning to these archetypes. Because Something that, again, I really uh, enjoy is interacting with people who maybe don't actually know so much about the calendar, but they say something about a specific archetype and how they see it, which I'm like, okay, I'm going to steal that and I'm going to add it on my list because it was so beautiful and powerful how you expressed this concept and how you feel this energy. So. Mm The way I um, recommend to people how they should uh, proceed when learning how to connect with this calendar is 
see how you feel that energy. You don't need to know what it's about. First of all, it's about what it is to you. And, mm -hmm. you know, when looking at how, because um, all of the archetypes are like represented through different glyphs. And these glyphs are not like um, hieroglyphs, which just through a symbol, they depict a word or a phrase. No, they like tell a story through um, the symbols that the archetypes carry. So even the archetypes themselves, their image is imprinted with so much wisdom and all sorts of codes. Um, in the beginning, when I was um, starting to integrate the calendar for myself, I would spend... I don't know, the morning, a few minutes each morning looking at um, the glyphs of this calendar and just trying to feel that energy. Well, I'm also quite a mental person, so the mind would kick in to try to kind of like put into words whatever I was feeling and give it a context. But um, in the end, it's about tuning into that energy mm -hmm. beyond any rational understanding and seeing how it interacts with us. Okay. This is all perfectly answering the question I had before, and I'm still going to ask it. Um, but just to, to kind of uh, sum up and check if I'm, I'm understanding correctly, mm -hmm. um, at a very kind of introductory level into it, it can be as simple as checking in with the archetype of the day and making note of how we've interacted with the energy of the day and over time documenting that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Awesome. Okay, so my question was around this this transition, right? Um, kind of again, just relating reliterating the context of my life. Um, I have the freedom to to not really have to engage with the the Gregorian calendar, with the exception of perhaps scheduling um a podcast interview like this, right? Um, which I'm also going to ask about because I'm wondering how would one do so without the Gregorian calendar? Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, I'm open. What is your suggestion to someone that is at least willing to give this a shot and has the the freedom and flexibility to, if need be, kind of completely let go of the Gregorian calendar with the exception of, not the exception, but with, um, with noting that something like scheduling meetings or calls or podcast interviews um, is something that would still need to be done? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, for people that have the freedom is, um, it's a little bit more easier because, you know, you don't, you don't have that structure of the week in this, in the sense that the Gregorian calendar brings it forth with Monday to Sunday and things like that. And you're kind of like embedded into the system, whether you want it or not, which is what happens for most of us. And, uh, for people that have the freedom, it's a tiny bit easier though, even for people within the um Gregorian calendar system I mean like people that are kind of like constrained by their circumstances to be a part of it and they cannot disconnect from it completely yeah. it's you know it's like they can do it as well I feel like I feel like learning how to connect with the dream spell calendar isn't something that is um isn't something that becomes difficult if we still follow the Gregorian calendar, because like you said, 
I'm also a person that, you know, I cannot tell people like, hey, I'm going to meet you on a yellow resonance Sunday or things like that. They wouldn't have any idea what I'm talking about. So I do have to translate into the codes of the Gregorian calendar to be able to function in the society because otherwise I'm just me on a completely different frequency and maybe some other thousands of people following the Dreamspell calendar. Um, but the steps to start integrating it, and um, I also have uh, all of these resources through the videos that I do, I write them down there. Um, there's pictures online that we can, because the Dreamspell calendar contains two calendars within it. One of them is the 13 moon calendar, which is aligned to the lunar cycles, which aren't the same thing as the lunar phases. Um, I wanted to point that out because many people are a little bit confused by that. Um, and it has 28 days per month, 13 months. Um, each uh, month of 28 days is actually divided into four weeks, seven days each. Uh, but the seven days of the week, actually, there's a purpose for them being seven because it's the movement through the main chakras of our body. No, it's not just random and things like that. Nothing in this calendar is. Um, so it's like, you know, pictures that people can download and even print them out uh, and have them somewhere either on their laptop or printed out, put on somewhere at their desk or their wall, and they can check. Um, the, the 30 moon calendar is actually correlated to the dates of the Gregorian calendar. So it's very easy to use and to you know check between the two okay today what day is it in the Gregorian calendar let me see what dates in the 13 moon calendar so this one is a little bit more simple but the other calendar which is the Tolkien considered to be the sacred calendar for the Mayans uh it has 260 days so for this one um it's uh a little bit about finding um so like there's different apps that people can use to check what energy it is today in the Tolkien calendar. Um, there are websites. Um, I don't know, maybe I can send you like the, the links and then you can put them down. Okay. Um, and from here, you know, it's like I said, the process of paying attention. I mean, like nowadays with technology, one of the benefits of it is that this information can be accessed much more easier than it was a few tens of years ago, like 20 years ago, it's, you had to like calculate, um, like writing down to calculate the dates and correlate them to the Dreamspell calendar if you didn't know the count, it was more difficult. But now we have all of these resources that just this is the energy of today and this is what it might be about. Okay, let's see how I personally interact with this energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for anybody wanting to take these steps, um, well, first of all, I would recommend to watch some of my videos to kind of like get an introduction or to go on to um, the Law of Time website, lawoftime.org, which is actually... Um, the foundation um, created by Jose Arguez and his wife, Loidine, um, who are the people that brought the Dreamspell calendar into the attention of the public and started to promote it uh, very intensely. Um, he was actually the one that wrote the book, The Mind Factor, where he spoke about the date of 
2012, the 21st of December, and how it was meant to be the ending of the cycle. Obviously, the media took that and distorted it into, ah, the world is going to end and things like that. Uh, But the foundation is still functioning even after his uh, death. So that's another amazing place for resources where you have um, articles and PDFs, PDF books that people can download to kind of start to comprehend the philosophy behind this calendar and why, why, why it's relevant for us to speak about changing the calendar. Cause you know, sometimes when I tell people what I do, I always get a kick when I, when people ask me, so what do you do, Andra? Oof, how, how much time do you have? <laughs> And, uh, changing the calendar. <laughs> changing the calendar. I'm trying to the awareness that we need to change the calendar. And people are like, why? Like, why, why, why would why would we need to change the calendar? Like, what's the point of it all? But you know, we know what the point of it all is, since as we've been talking up until this point. And um, yeah, it's it's first of all, I feel that the person needs to have the curiosity to mm. start tuning into this. And then it's a process of being patient with ourselves to, and again, something interesting that I've noticed with people that I've been working with, almost almost everybody, I think, um, has connected with a calendar in the past. They started to look into it, but they didn't really stick with it. And then it came back a few years after that. And this is this is about the magic of the calendar in a way, because this is how it happened to me in 2012. I came in contact with it. I didn't have the patience, the awareness, the understanding. I was deep into my shadows. So obviously I couldn't really access what the calendar uh, was about, really. Um, And it was five years after being connected with this calendar that I had my aha moment and a huge synchronicity that made me understand that this is huge. And this is Mm. something like you were saying, I think a little bit earlier about how it resonates in the body. For me, connecting with a calendar was like this expansion of the body and everything I was reading, It, I was feeling it on a molecular level. I was feeling mm. the cells within my body being like, yes, yes, this is it. Like, this is where I should be mm. putting my attention and energy towards because it really resonated, not just intellectually. I could feel it resonated physically. And that was for me very profound. It was like um, a confirmation that I never received up until that point to actually feel the confirmation within the body Mm -hmm. that like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is the direction I need to be going towards. Mm -hmm. That's a very simple question after that super elaborate and (laughs) deep answer. Um, Is time tracked? um like hours within the day is there there are units with within a day that um is being measured sorry can you are there units within a day um using this calendar that's that's being tracked and measured and the reason why i ask is again if i were to have to meet someone at, at a particular time um is it possible to to set up that time for it um with with the use of this calendar uh 
if both people are right exactly calendar, exactly yeah definitely yeah. definitely okay. it can be like we either express uh, a date in the 13 moon calendar that we want to meet or a date in the um token calendar that we want to connect and things like that so if both people are following the dream spell calendar yes like i actually whenever i have a friend that i know is working with the calendar i'm gonna tell him the date in the dream spell calendar otherwise I usually express the Gregorian calendar to people to be sure that there's no misunderstanding or things like that. Yeah. I have a feeling our next podcast episode is going to have to be scheduled on it. <laughs> I have a feeling you're not going to let me do anything otherwise, um, which would be supportive because I have to say I'm, I'm feeling pretty sold. Um, and I think the best thing that myself or anyone can do for that matter is to at least give it a shot and begin to play with it and see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to point out that I'm in a very unique position. And I think there are listeners that are as well that that have that that freedom, that, that flexibility that, well, actually, another interesting thing that you really mentioned was um, how it doesn't become more difficult to to use it and to attune with it while still kind of operating with the Gregorian calendar. I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I can I can feel myself wanting to like at least experiment with leaning a little bit away from the Gregorian calendar and and seeing how that plays out and still probably <laughs> like you've shared um, you know having to inter- interact with so many others that mm-hmm. um, aren't using the dream spell or are still in, using the Gregorian um, there will be still some need I think um, during this transition to to utilize it um, but I'm I'm really excited for for what sort of shifts might take place in being even less attached to to these disorganized measures of time and i want to thank you again for for introducing it to me um many of these concepts Uh, there's one question there's one question um i have to ask it yeah i'm gonna ask it um well, do you feel complete on, on that trajectory? Is there anything else that you might want to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, okay. yeah. Um, I don't think we'll have too much time, ironic, um, to to dive into it. But I just want to hear you share. Um, what's the newosphere? The newosphere. Um, so, you know, it's like the collective consciousness on one hand with, that is actually composed of the minds of all the human beings on this planet. Um, and the noosphere is a little bit more planetary. I mean, it doesn't just con- uh, doesn't just contain the collective consciousness. It contains the planetary collective consciousness that includes animals, plant life, minerals, crystals, and all of these things. So it's kind of like, we can see it like the earth's mental sphere, in a sense, that contains all life. And um, part of the philosophy of Jose Arguez is, and the, the reason that he was really promoting calendar change i think he actually petitioned the vatican and things like that for calendar change and he wasn't the only person i remember um i don't remember the name of the person right now but when i was researching a few years back there was um i think in the 90s somebody that actually petitioned for a transition to the 13 moon calendar anyway um 
the idea for Sergues is that the moment we start attuning collectively to the frequency of nature, because this is another part of, um, you know, the whole dream spell calendar, it is attuned to the frequency that all of nature is functioning within. And as we start reattuning to that, we start harmonizing with the natural world, then the noosphere begins to become conscious. Because right now we are deeply in the unconsciousness as a collective. We are so consumed by all of this um, unconscious programming operating in the background. And the noosphere is kind of like, well, the activation of the noosphere is the moment we start to become aware of who we are. We start to become aware of our interconnection that we have with nature and all of the natural world. And I feel like that is the next point in our evolution as a collective, where by harmonizing with ourselves and with one another and with nature, we become like the super conscious organism where you know the planet is alive anyway and it's waiting for us to catch up with this understanding that it's alive and it wants to interact with us like maybe some of the people listening have had experiences where they've actually interacted with the natural forces of the earth I truly believe that this is something possible. I truly believe that at the moment where our consciousness expands to such awareness, and I mean this collectively, not just you and me, not just a hundred people, the whole of 7 billion souls attuned wow. to this. Mm. It's like we become this incredibly complex organism and we are connected like telepathically to one another, to animals, to nature, and this is, I feel, where the magic begins. I feel like this is the next stage in our evolution as a collective. It's not about one individual becoming enlightenment or some. It's about all of us together reattuning to the harmonious frequency of the earth and interacting with it. And I feel like from that point, we, you know, we're talking about global warming and things like that and the destruction of our natural environment. 7 billion souls consciously attuned to this, like we can change the forces of the earth, you know, we can clean the waters, we can clear the air, we can take out all the toxins from the soil just through the power of our intentions and, you know, mind over matter and things like that. So uh, I feel like, yeah, this is a, a really deep um, topic that we have launched ourselves into. And I'm going to stop there because <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to keep going for another hour. Yeah, and I still think that even with that snippet, it was just the perfect way to, to bring this all together because it speaks to, um, by the sounds of it, we aren't going to activate the newest bear um, being attached to the Gregorian calendar. At least not being attached to this uh, dysfunctional mechanism of society and this disconnection from nature. Yeah, so that means yeah. with the Gregorian calendar in our life, yeah. Yeah. And I understand that there might be a little bit of like a hesitance to, to kind of throw it out to people like that um, right off the bat. Um, but between us, I'm, I, I, I kind of already feel the, the trajectory of, of our evolution. And I'm, I'm while well, I'm feeling that full body resonance here right now. So um, I'll say it again. I, I know that means something. And I, I just want to thank you for, for all the work that you're doing, not necessarily just 
around bringing the the dreamsville calendar into the world but um supporting us and coming back into harmony well my pleasure for sure <laughs> <laughs> i have one last question for you it's uh it's kind of the grand finale um but before that um, let's take a moment to, to just share where someone can find out more about you or learn more about your work. Um, yeah. Um, so I think the main platform would be my YouTube channel, uh, Dream Spell Calendar Explained. And uh, there I have like a bunch of resources for people who don't know anything about it to be able to take the baby steps to learning about it. Uh, starting with my older videos, working their way up to the new ones. Um, also a Facebook page, um, Galactic Sig Galactic Signature Decoding Sessions, I think. We'll, we'll link it. We'll link okay, it we'll link it. <laughs> but yeah, on my YouTube and my Facebook page is where uh, people can contact me. I also have my email written down in all of my videos. So I really encourage people. And I love whenever somebody comes up with questions and the desire to know more about this calendar. So I'm quite um, available for people who want all of these different resources. I also have a bunch of PDF books. So anybody interested can write me an email and I'm going to happily uh, forward them these PDF books. Um, so, yeah, that would be like the main uh, ways for people to uh, contact me and get to know more of the work that I'm doing. Sessions with you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, definitely uh, individual <laughs> sessions. <laughs> I offer for people where um, first it's about um getting to know who they are through the lens of the dream spell calendar. Like I mentioned earlier, based on the day that each of us is born, we are connected to a specific kin, kin being the Mayan word to describe a day or a person born on a specific day, which um, it's it gives us a lot of insights about our light and shadow aspects and the path that our soul has chosen to walk within this lifetime. Um, I also sometimes organize uh, online workshops um, for people to be able to um, go with me on a journey of um, learning the basics of how to start following and applying the dream spell calendar. Um, yeah, so kind of like that. Ready for the grand finale question? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to ask it like I've never heard before. Um, we've just activated the Noosphere <laughs> because, Andre, you've just actualized the ability to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. Mm. What do you say? Oof, feeling a lot of pressure <laughs> right now. No, I'm joking. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I believe that this whole activation of the Noosphere is a process that started to unfold in 2012 um, by interacting with a lot of people. Um, that's when things started to shift for a lot of them. Um, I know for me personally as well, it was a big shift. And ever since then, it's like the more people start to have these aha moments of what the newosphere is, I feel like the doorway 
towards its activation get wider and wider, and then it's easier for other people to start attuning to that frequency. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy that uh, through this uh, conversation, I've uh, been able to maybe open the doorway a little bit more towards this. Thank you again, Andre, for your time, pun intended, and yeah, for again just just being in service to to humanity, to our collective, um, and all the amazing work that you're you're doing and sharing. And appreciated. My pleasure, my pleasure, and thank you again for this, this opportunity and this uh, very uh, delightful exchange. I'll see you soon senders that is going to be all for my conversation with anja i hope you had a good time huh now huh? you see what i did there i said time right um, anyways if you are also feeling this call to deepen in this exploration and this study of time perhaps the dream spell calendar well, i invite you to go check out andre's amazing youtube channel she has so many in-depth and insightful videos and then perhaps checking out some of the other resources that she's mentioned such as the law of time foundation or some of those apps that she touched on um, which all will be linked to in the show notes to this episode and for those of you that will see the value in continuing this exploration together well you can be sure that this and so many other topics that can support you in accelerating your ascension process is what we'll be talking about in the ascend academy once again ascenders we have a free membership to join us in our community and on our platform as well as our activated one giving you access to live sessions with some of these amazing teachers that you see joining us on the show as well as our members community other senders that you can connect with and learn from if this is at all calling for you and you're feeling the resonance here i invite you to head on over to academy.togetherweascent.com to activate your membership and become part of our community Anyways, Ascenders, that is going to be it for this episode of Awaken. I want to thank you for watching, for being here, for being who you are. <laughs> and until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>